This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. We've got an awesome show for you today. We'll be learning about a new weapons detection system for first responders. We'll uh, also be talking about the McDonald's app. Apparently, some people are getting scammed and having uh, strange people run up thousands of dollars in McDonald's food on their app and their bank or credit card accounts. Uh-oh. Yes, it's uh, it's a little crazy. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, the news, the tech news, as we always do in our first segment uh, here, Graham. Uh, I guess the big news uh, from a hardware perspective is uh, the Samsung Galaxy Fold smartphone. This is a brilliant new phone that uh, actually unfolds into a full tablet. The screen bends. Amazing piece of engineering. Uh, they sent out a number of these to journalists uh, around the world uh, in the past uh, week and a half. Unfortunately, uh, some of these journalists managed to break them very quickly. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a very interestingly designed device. Um, you know, the the fold in this one is the screen is on the inside, and when you take a look at it, there's a, there's a very satisfying snap, but unfortunately it looks like there are a number of gaps in the actual body. And when I first got my hands on this, because we actually did a live look on Facebook with the Get Connected team, when I, when I first saw this, I kind of looked at it and went, well, it, it looks like there are, there are holes in this thing where things can get under the screen. And I thought to myself, surely not. I mean, I didn't actually have the device. Uh, John Beeler, who's one of our correspondents, uh, he had it uh, for that time. And sure enough, you know, the, the weekend comes and goes and I get my hands on this thing again. You, you can't actually get stuff under the screen, which was my first sort of red flag here. Uh, the second one is there is a plastic screen cover on it. Now, you've probably had these on your phone in the past, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you, you typically get a screen cover from either Apple or Samsung or whatnot. And, and the first thing you're supposed to do is pull that off. And then usually... But it's got a tab on it to pull it off. Yes, but this one doesn't, right? This one's supposed to be on there. A lot of us then go out and either put glass covers or plastic covers on our screens to protect them from being scratched. Uh, unfortunately, I think the the desire for a lot of people to pull these things off is there. Well, this screen actually needs that cover on there. There's a big, bold, do not pull this off warning in the packaging. Um, but of course, a number of journalists did that and the screen stopped working. I, you know, so I got it. I unboxed it. Uh, I didn't feel the desire to pull anything <laughs> off there. There were no tabs or anything. I just thought, this is it. Well, so I, 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 I honestly, I don't understand why and how they pulled that off. I, th- I think there are two types of people in, on this planet. The people who pull those things off immediately and the people who leave them on their VCR from the early 80s all the way through to 2019. I, yeah, I had a VCR like that. Yeah, like the remote. The remote still got the sticky cover on there despite the fact that it's fraying and won't die. So I think you're probably in the, uh, in the latter. Uh, this is an interesting piece of hardware for me. You know, when it, when it snapped close, it was actually much slimmer than I thought it would be. Um, and I thought that was neat. But I was always under the impression that the screen was going to be the full height on the front of the screen. but Yeah, when it's folded up. But it's not. It's basically like a four-inch, almost like an iPhone SE screen, yeah. which makes sense for With a huge bezel around it. <laughs> a big chin and a big forehead on it. Yeah. Which makes sense from a, an aspect ratio standpoint. You don't have to like resize apps and whatnot. But I found that to be a bit disappointing. But needless to say, you know, iFixit, it's gone through and they've torn this thing apart. How um, did they get their hands on one? It's a good question. I, would I don't think Samsung would actually give them one like from a PR perspective. Well, I, there might've been a back channel there. Somebody yeah. said, you know what, here, take my demo unit. And Make sure you put it back together again properly. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, they've, they've delayed the release a month yeah. in order to address these issues. I don't think 
these are the types of issues that can be addressed in a month. There's a there's a whole hardware redesign that needs to happen here if you're not going to have these holes in this device. I could be wrong. I mean, there may be geniuses over at Samsung right now who are like, we did this initial testing with our journalists and now in a month we're going, we're going to have this. But That's going to be tough. But uh, Huawei, uh, one of their competitors, uh, they have their Mate uh, X folding phone. It's got a bit of a different take on the folding phone. Um, it actually folds flat uh, as well. And like uh, the Samsung Fold has a bit of a gap uh, to it. They are still going ahead with June. Yeah, the, the Mate X in June, they say... So they're, they're confident. Well, and this is kind of the thing that gets me. Samsung obviously put the screen on the inside where when it's in your pocket, it will be protected. Uh, Huawei's putting the screen on the outside, which I don't know about you, but that's typically... Like, I keep my keys in my pocket. I keep my change totally. in my pocket. Yeah, totally. And a glass screen on, say, for example, the iPhone or the Samsung Galaxy 10 or any of the new Huawei's, they tend to be fairly scratch resistant. I've actually got a tempered glass screen protector on my phone right now. Yes. A new one because the old one cracked a couple of months ago because it was in my pocket with a bunch of other stuff. I'm not seeing this being a recipe for success, especially not with a $3,000 device. I'm concerned. We're going to find out <laughs> where you're going to find out this year how uh, how durable these folding phones really are. I mean, famously, Apple had the first folding phone in the iPhone 6 if you put it in your pocket and sat on it. So I don't know that they're necessarily going down this road anytime soon. I don't think so. Uh, let's talk about uh, Amazon. Uh, we reported uh, a couple weeks ago that uh, Amazon uh, actually audits uh, a lot of the Alexa recordings uh, that uh, are given to your uh, Amazon Echo device. So when you say Alexa, you know, what's the weather today? Uh, they actually have humans around the world that get uh, recordings of those to make sure that uh, Amazon is truly or Alexa is truly answering those things properly. So that caused a little bit of a stir with people. You know, a lot of people are going, ha, I told you, you know, people are listening. Well, you know, they're, they're listening to audit it to make sure that uh, the AI is working properly. Well, now another story has uh, come out uh, basically uh, saying that uh, these auditors uh, actually have location data as well of the, where the recordings were made. This is exactly what I think a lot of privacy advocates were saying was happening. And a lot of folks were saying, well, not so much. I mean, the big problem here, I think, was that people were worried that Alexa was listening when you didn't want her to or him to, depending on how you see your Alexa. Um, this having location data attached to the voice uh, recordings, it's a huge problem. Amazon, knock it off, right? Like, anonymize this data. If you're going to have, if you don't have good enough AI to figure out what, what it is that people are saying, and you've got to get human beings involved, you need to have some separation between the data that's being analyzed and personal information. This is the type of thing that makes me want to unplug my Amazon Echo Dot, chuck it in the garbage, and never look back. But you're not going to because you're a geek and you love what it does. I'm getting to the point. I mean, it's interesting. I, I enjoy it. But, I, but I, then you'll have to turn off your lights like a sucker, the old-fashioned way, going up to the light switch instead of using your voice. Well, to be honest, Siri's actually getting quite a bit better at doing that for me. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at it going, well, Alexa, you're kind of two-timing on me with the Amazon employees right now. And Siri barely listens to me when I want her to. So I think between the two, for my privacy's sake, I might end up in a relationship with Siri as opposed to Alexa. Another quick story here. Microsoft, uh, they've been developing facial recognition technology like many other companies. Uh, they are denying uh, a lot of police departments uh, 
the technology, selling the technology to them because a lot of these departments want to build that into the body cams that a lot of police officers are wearing now. And wouldn't that be great if uh, it had facial recognition technology in, in them so that they could actually know what they're dealing with when they're approaching a person? Well, Microsoft's concerned about privacy and not letting that happen right now. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a this is a brave stance for Microsoft here, protecting people's privacy. Um, you know, we've already seen a ton of facial recognition being used in China. That it tied into things like social credit score, I think, should scare a lot of people. So this is a great move from Microsoft saying, you know what, we're actually going to stop. We're going to stem the tide of privacy invasion right here. So good for you guys. We have a lot more to talk about on Get Connected today. Uh, if you have uh, an old alarm system, it's already hooked up. You're paying like 20 or 30 bucks a month for monitoring. We've got a device that can uh, basically take those fees away. It's uh, called Safe by Hub6. We'll be talking about that after the break. Plus, uh, we'll be talking about the McDonald's app. If you're using it, you have to listen uh, to later in the show. There's uh, some issues uh, with people getting uh, uh, ripped off. Uh, thieves have hacked into some of these uh, accounts. Uh, and... Uh, a new technology for first responders to detect weapons as they come into a scene. You listen to Get Connected here on the Course Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Still lots to talk about on today's uh, program, your favorite uh, tech show here across uh, Canada. Right now, I want to talk about uh, security. Uh, I think most of us uh, in uh, detached homes probably have some type of security system. Uh, I know mine, uh, I think, is ancient now. I have an old ADT uh, security panel uh, in my house. I don't even think I get it monitored anymore. But, uh, you know, I was looking at uh, getting uh, another type of security system and something to make it a little smarter. Well, I found a solution out there that uh, uses my existing home security and uh, takes it to the next level. It's uh, called Safe from Hub6. We've uh, got a great guest on the line from Hub6. His name is Rahul Raj. Thanks for joining us, Rahul. My pleasure. Great to be with you. So uh, I want you to explain how this works to, to listeners. Uh, it's uh, basically for people that already have uh, pre-existing uh, alarm systems in their home. That's correct. Yeah, there's millions of people that have hardwired home security systems, and they're still paying egregious monthly fees. Um, and those fees don't help them out a considerable amount because the when an alarm is triggered, it, uh, it sends a signal to some call center way in the middle of nowhere. And they end up calling you and your family and your friends. Um, and, and they require you to physically validate that uh, the, there is a break-in or there is a fire in order for someone to come out. And what Safe by Hub 6 does is it takes that signal and it sends it directly to your smartphone or those of your friends and family. Uh, and it, you never have to pay a monthly fee again. So it really puts power in the hands of consumers and frees them from the monthly fee that they've been burdened with for years. Yeah, I think um, we stopped uh, the monthly fee like years ago because, yeah, it was exorbitant. Uh, I think it was like $20 to start, then it went up to $30 a month. And I'm just like, what do I need this for? And you're right. You know, if something did happen when, when the uh, alarm did go off, uh, that signal obviously would go to the alarm company, but then they'd have to phone me to confirm that there was something wrong. Yeah, that's it. And it, there's very few situations like that in the world where you're paying for something that you think is just going to trigger assistance and then they need you to validate that that thing has happened, right? And, and even in Toronto, just as one example, 
um, the police department will no longer go out uh, when an alarm is triggered at a house. And the reason being that they've determined that over 97% of those alarms are false. And so it's just, it's a waste of community resources. And so now they require someone to physically validate that, um, that there is some type of harm being done or there's a risk uh, that is real. Otherwise, it's just a waste of their time and resources. Well, let's talk about uh, your your solution. It's called Safe uh, again by your company Hub Six. How does it work? How does uh, uh, someone get that going in their house? Yeah, so it, it uh, requires you to just connect one wire uh, from your keypad into this device, and and what it does is it. Uh, sends all the signals from all the um, the sensors that you have in your house, it sends them to the smartphone, right, to your smartphone. And so it allows you to know which uh, zone has been triggered and you can uh, disarm it or, or deactivate it right from your phone. But if you set it up so that you want your spouse or your neighbor to also be notified, um, the alert will be triggered on multiple devices. And so it's just a great way of really connecting in with community. And as we know, any um, risk to your house is also a risk to your neighbor's house and vice versa. And so there's no additional burden that's put on those individuals. It's really just a matter of uh, mutual self-interest. Like you are aware and they are aware and everyone wins as a result of that awareness. I, I like that. It, it basically turns your old alarm into a, a, a smart alarm that you can get uh, information and control through your smartphone. That's exactly it. And you only have to pay for it once, and you never have to pay a monthly fee again. So th- th- this is, again, super interesting. I love the fact that you can actually uh, tell th- tell the, the app, uh, you know, for the safe uh, uh, device, uh, uh, your neighbor's phone numbers. Of course, you'd want to get them on board with that. Uh, and then your community can help look after uh, not only your house, but the neighborhood as well. That's exactly it. And, and all that's required of your neighbors is just to have the app on their phone. So there's no other personally identifiable information that is needed, just so long as they have the app and they accept your invitation to monitor, um, uh, to monitor your home. And hopefully it's such that they also have a safe by Hub 6, and so you can look after one another's homes. We're talking uh, with our good friend Rahul Raj. He's from a company called Hub 6. Uh, they make a device called Safe by Hub 6. Uh, I believe the website's www.safebyhub6.com. Uh, you've got a, a special uh, discount code for our listeners as well. We absolutely do. So the product retails for two ninety nine in Canada, but with this special offer, you will get $50 off uh, just for being a listener of the show, and we really hope that you like it. Um, so, so, Mike, it'd be really helpful. Do you mind uh, telling everyone what that code is? Yeah, it's uh, GC50, uh, GC50, and again, uh, 50 bucks off uh, one of these devices. Uh, and again, uh, how do you know if your alarm system is compatible with this? Yeah, so what I'd suggest is visit safebyhub6.com and check out the compatibility checker. Uh, it's compatible with most DSC systems, and uh, in within a few weeks, it will be compatible with a series of Honeywell systems as well. Now, the, the great thing is 
um, you know, recognizing this is, you know, a great new Canadian technology that we're bringing to market. Um, there's also a 45-day trial period. So buy it, use the code, try it out in your house. And if for any reason you're not satisfied, just ship it back. No questions asked. I, I love this because it's uh, it's you know going to bring uh, life back to my old old alarm system. I think my uh, alarm system is probably at least twenty years old, but I mean it's still working. It's got the sensors throughout the house. Uh, now I can get all of that information uh, right uh, on my on my iPhone. Yeah, it's really you know we we really um, we're really proud of it. There, there's a lot of uh, tacit features that are there in your house. And unfortunately, they're just sitting there underutilized. And here with, with a Safe by Hab 6, you can essentially bring it back to life um, and, and really get that uh, not only feel safer and more secure in your home, but really strengthen your community by having um, your neighbors and you look out for one another. Again, the code is GC50 if you're interested in one of these uh, little devices uh, to make your home alarm system a, a smart alarm. Uh, and again, that's uh, safebyhub6.com where you can find out more information and see if your alarm system is compatible as well. want to uh, thank you for joining us today, Raul. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. When we come back from the break, we have got some interesting stuff to talk about. Back uh, a few uh, months ago, uh, we talked about a, a scam that was happening to people that were uh, using the McDonald's app. Uh, they uh, basically were starting to get charged uh, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of uh, dollars uh, for uh, food they didn't order. Well, it's happening again. We've got our good friend Patrick O'Rourke from Mobile Syrup uh, who will tell us all about that. And uh, we have some cool new technology uh, for first responders uh, that's being developed that will help uh, do weapon detection uh, from uh, a portable device uh, when they go into an emergency situation. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, later on, we'll uh, tell you about the McDonald's app scam that is still happening. If you've been using the app, watch out. Uh, we've got some new details for you. want to talk about a, uh, a cool new company called First Responder Technologies. We're in studio right now with the Honorable Stockwell Day talking about uh, Wi-Fi weapons detection. Thanks for joining us today, uh, Mr. Day. Great to be here with you, Mike. Uh, so I find this interesting. You've had a, a long political uh, career that I think uh, most of us are very uh, aware of. Uh, now you're getting into Wi-Fi weapons detection. What took you down this path? You know, as Minister of Public Safety, I got to be and see close up a number of situations where it makes you realize our first responders, as amazing as their training is, and as good as they are, and I can tell you whether we're talking about our armed services, whether we're talking about our policing, our border officers, our intelligence services, we're up there with the best in the world. When I've had the opportunity to work with intelligence services and security services in other nations, they all comment about how good Canadians are at what they do. As good as that can be, and training is so important, technology is very key if you really want to protect the lives of your first responders and and the innocent people around them so i got to see some real life situations when i was in afghanistan on a couple of occasions had the honor of being with our troops for instance when we would go into a town or a village and when you see our troops keeping the peace walking down the street but they're being approached by somebody that you have no idea what's under that person's garment 
you have no idea if it's a fire. It could be a firearm there. It could be something even worse. That's when it sort of strikes you that some kind of ability technologically to warn that first responder that there's a potential firearm under that garment, um, that goes a long way to protecting them. Uh, picture a situation like this as, um, again, Minister of Public Safety. I can recall getting a late night, late, late night top security briefing from um, our policing forces as they were about to do a major dragnet operation in one of our cities right here in our country. And it was all targeted at serious uh, drug dealing and organized crime operations. So here we were going to have across the city dozens of officers going into residences with warrants, of course, not knowing what they're going to face on the other side of that door. Here again, I thought uh, their, their training is great, but what if we had the technology to actually forewarn them? I mean, they're going to be prepared to a degree, but to forewarn them, what if we had, as we call this, a Wi-Fi concealed weapon detection device? Well, would that ever be an assistance you know, to keeping and protecting the lives of not just our first responders, but the innocent people around them? We're talking with Stockwell Day uh, about uh, a new company called First Responder. They've uh, got a Wi-Fi uh, weapons detection system that uh, they are developing that would give first responders uh, basically a heads up of what they're walking uh, into. And and why did you want to get involved with this? Well, as Minister of Public Safety, you really get to uh, work closely with the men and women who are either in our policing forces our border services officers, our correction system, and our intelligence services. And I had a number of occasions to actually be with them on different operations. And it really strikes you how vulnerable they are, as well-trained as they are. And yet they're willing to put themselves in harm's way uh, for you, for me, for her kids in a variety of situations. I mean, we can talk about military situations, but how about a domestic situation at home? which is very volatile. First responders know those can be among the most dangerous to go to. And they want to get into somebody's residence in a hurry to possibly save a life. The ability, the technology that could be available, that as a matter of fact now is available to that first responder to see, as it were, that there could be a, that there is a weapon on the other side of that door. Think of the immense degree of protection that gives them. Well, not only for the first responders, but uh, also for the, uh, the the people in that situation uh, as well. Uh, you know, now the first responders would have an indication that there's probably not a weapon if the uh, the detection device doesn't uh, detect that, and uh, they're not going in with you know hot guns basically ablazing. Well, it's true. I mean, first responders are trained to respond as if there are weapons, but this type of technology, you know, if there was a weapon, but it's down in the basement in the back part of the house as opposed to is right on the other side of the door. Yeah, exactly. Um, those type of things in terms of not just protecting themselves, but being able to warn others, being able to know how to intervene quickly and in what direction to stop a, you know, a potential killing from taking place. Technology is our friend in these situations. It's the one thing that can give us a leg up either on the criminals who care nothing about preserving life um, or somebody who is, frankly, deranged or out of their mind, technology can give our first responders that added advantage. I think what's uh, really interesting about this technology as well, I, I know there's a lot of technologies uh, that are being developed right now that uh, you know would go into stadiums and subways. This is a, a portable technology. 
That's the beauty of it. So whether you're talking about a, a major fixed structure, a building that's significantly in place, um, maybe you're in a campground and there's an incident of hostage-taking incidents uh, behind a canvas of some kind. I mean, the, the number of situations are unlimited where an officer, where one of our men or women in uniform can be going into a place that they can't see four feet in front of them because there's a door, there's a curtain, uh, the person could be in a vehicle. And to have something, a technology that alerts them to the fact, you know, weapon on sight, weapon right ahead of you, um, the advantage that would give our first responder to preserve the lives of innocent people and to protect their own lives is fantastic. We're talking with the Honorable Stockwell Day uh, about uh, a new company called First Responder uh, Inc. or Incorporated, uh, developing a new Wi-Fi weapons detection system. We're excited to see where this all goes. Thanks for joining us today. Great to be here and thanks for your interest in this. When we come back from the break, have you used the McDonald's app to order food? Before you hit the uh, the restaurant, well, you might want to watch out. We have a uh, interesting story about uh, how people are getting ripped off. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in the studio. Want to talk about McDonald's now? They have uh, really been pushing their uh, McDonald's app where you can uh, order your food before you hit the restaurant uh, to have it ready for you uh, and even order it while you're in the restaurant uh, as well. Uh, well, back in February, we uh, reported on uh, a few consumers having some issues with the app and uh, the fact that uh, uh, they were getting uh, erroneous charges from uh, people hundreds, if not thousands of miles away, ordering food on uh, their account. Well, it looks like it's uh, happened again. We've got our own Patrick O'Rourke from MobileSyrup.com. He's been on the show a number of times. Uh, it looks like the Hamburglar has uh, got him. Patrick, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, sorry to make light of it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a serious issue. Uh, tell our listeners what happened to you. Uh, sorry, I lost you there. Can you oh, hear the question? Sure. Uh, tell our listeners what happened to you. Uh, yeah, so I guess to, to keep it somewhat short, um, I tried placing orders uh, with McDonald's mobile app on my way to work earlier this month. Um, the orders failed. I waited in line, purchased the coffee like a regular person, um, only to find out two weeks later that my information, um, whether it's my banking information or actual access to my app, has somehow been leaked, and somebody in Montreal purchased over $2,000 worth of McDonald's <laughs> over the course of roughly three to three to four days before I was able to catch it and, and shut it down. I, I got so many questions here, Patrick. Number one, is that person still alive? Uh, after he, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> after um, $2,000 worth of McDonald's. One, yeah, w- one of the things I, I'm trying to figure out is like, one, if there's really a security flaw on the app, that's something we truly don't no, this could be just an issue related to password security. Um, and two, like, is there a broader scheme or, or fraud scheme at play here? Like, is someone really buying this much McDonald's at different locations across Montreal, or is there some kind of a bigger scam? I found it interesting because this isn't the the first time uh, you know I've heard of the story. Again, uh, like I said uh, on our show here, we we talked about this ha- happening back in February to a number of people. Uh, what have you found out since? Yeah, we, we've had a bunch of readers reach out to us 
through the comment section on Mobile Surf. Um, I've had tons of people reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, even prior to me writing the story, I was working on um, a story with one of Mobile Surf's writers where an individual reached out to us uh, after experiencing similar frauds through McDonald's app. Um, so, I mean, this seems pretty widespread. Uh, and McDonald's blanket statement that, like, this is a password security issue doesn't really make sense to me. Um, at the very least, the company should be um, exploring the possibility of adding two-factor authentication to their app, um, which would be um, having some sort of PIN system where your phone number is linked to your account. Every time you log into it, uh, you, you're then sent a text with a PIN from the app that you put into the app itself in order to get into it and, and authenticate the user. Um, or sending out like an email to all of the people using the McDonald's app saying like, hey, um, even though we're not responsible for this password leak, uh, it seems a number of McDonald's app users um, are experiencing fraudulent transactions. It might be a good idea to reset your password and secure your account. Uh, but thus far, the McDonald's has been uh, pretty silent on the subject. So from what I understand, uh, they rang up $2,000 worth of food. You'd think there'd be some sort of safeguard in the app, like, you know, someone like ordering hundreds of dollars of food in, you know, in a couple hours, like across the city. Yeah, that, that was the other thing too. Like even beyond security and like password maintenance and stuff like that, like how on earth does the McDonald's app allow someone to order like a bunch of McChickens and, and like hundreds of dollars worth of food from various locations in the span of just a couple hours. Um, you would think there would be some sort of flag in place where the app's like, hey, I really don't think that uh, this is something that the person who uh, owns this account is actually authorizing. Um, but there's there's no such uh, limitation in place. Any favorite foods for the thieves that uh, hacked your account? So interestingly, uh, almost every order included a poutine of some sort. Um, <laughs> they also frequently ordered Oreo McFlurries, and they were a really big fan of uh, the Paleo fish sandwich. Sounds like a, a bunch of 15-year-olds going, 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 um, going wild. Could be the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, have, have you heard of this happening with any other, uh, you know, fast food or, uh, you know, restaurant apps? Uh, so we had a few commenters uh, on my story mention that they experienced something similar with the Starbucks app, but that was just one individual. Um, I, we haven't really had anyone reach out to us about it, uh, either through the site or to me directly. But, I mean, there's a lot of food ordering apps out there that don't have two-factor authentication. So I wouldn't be surprised, um, but we at this point haven't really heard much from um, any any other platforms being uh, compromised in this way. So from what I understand, McDonald's isn't uh, coughing up the $2,000 to reimburse you. You have to go to your bank. Uh, what are they saying? Yeah, I mean, I so the first thing I did was I contacted McDonald's. Um, I got a not very helpful person on the other end. Um, they asked me to read out all the transactions. I did that. Um, after the roughly half hour that that took, they said that there's nothing they can do. This is not a McDonald's app issue. This is a broader fraud problem linked to my bank. Um, I said, okay, um, I don't think that's the case, but uh, I will call my bank, called my bank, got them to cancel my um, my uh, debit MasterCard. Uh, and uh, then I went to a physical location and went through the process of filling out fraud forms and explaining what happened. Um, but as of right now, uh, McDonald's is kind of 
uh, taking no responsibility for any of it. And to my understanding, all the readers have reached out to me as well. That's the same case with them. Uh, they say that this is not a McDonald's app issue. The McDonald's app is secure. Um, this is the responsibility of the banks to reimburse people that have been affected by the fraud. We're talking with Patrick O'Rourke, uh, who got uh, hamburger alerts uh, by uh, some uh, thieves in uh, Montreal who used uh, his uh, McDonald's app to order $2,000 worth of McDonald's. Uh, Patrick, I have to wish you the best of luck, and we'll be following up with you to see how this all turns out. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, hopefully it worked out for me. Yes, I hope so. When we come back from the break, it's skills time. If you've got an Amazon Alexa uh, device, uh, we've got some uh, skills to take it to the next level. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected and Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams here. Do you use the McDonald's app? I do. Yes. Yeah. I do too. And now I'm afraid to. Well, you know, I, I look at it this way. I've, I'm have i particular about my, my password. I'm very particular about the, the number of times and places that I use that app. I also get notifications. So I would imagine that if an order is placed on that app... It notifies you. I would get a notification and be like, oh, you know what? I'm actually not in St. John right now. So... Yeah. So that might be a good tip for the listeners out there if you've got any of these uh, uh, food ordering apps, uh, like maybe the Starbucks, the Tim Hortons, uh, or the McDonald's app. Uh, if they allow uh, for notifications to be sent to you whenever you make a purchase, have that turned on. Yeah, I do this with Apple Pay as well, right? Because I've got my credit cards in there. I've got my debit card in there. And anytime a purchase is made on Apple Pay, including things like subscriptions. Oh, brilliant. Right? So yeah. I can see when my Netflix comes off. I can yeah. see when my Crave comes off. I actually just canceled Crave for the summer because I'm uh, I'm looking to get outside as opposed to watching reruns of Game of Thrones over and over again. Oh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so good tip. Uh we're talking about Alexa skills now. Yeah. What do we got? Um, so here's the question. We've talked about this before. You use your flash briefing, right? You know what? I haven't used it yet. You haven't used your flash briefing? Yeah. I was trying to get you to use the flash briefing. I know. Briefing. I got it. I got, you know, so so little time. <laughs> well, and so this is actually the great thing is the flash briefing, you can connect a number of different news sources to it. Yes. Uh, including CKNW. Yeah. And it will give you the top news stories. And basically, it's, it's just a little, you know, short blurb about what's going on in the world. So you can say in the morning, gave me my flash briefing. Who's or reading you, it? Alexa? Alexa's reading it back to you. Okay. And it's it's a really cool, very handy way of doing that. But sometimes you can, you feel like you're a little, uh, you're getting less information than you want. Yeah. Uh, so what you can do is you can ask Alexa, give me the long form of my flash briefing. And for uh, skills that already support it, and the people are upgrading their flash briefing skills to do that, it will actually read more of the story to you. Ah. So if you want to dig in a little bit more, you can do that. So if you haven't tried the flash briefing, go into the Alexa app, um, and you can do that either on the computer or you can do that on your your smart device and you can set up your flash briefing, add things to your flash briefing and then look for long form stories, which uh, will give you a little bit more information. That's great news. Well, I think that's all the time we have left. If you want to get uh, more, uh, get connected or the app show, which is our sister show every Sunday here, 10 a.m. CKNW 980. Uh, we have podcasts. We do indeed. So you can actually find our podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Music, and anywhere that good podcasts can be downloaded. You can subscribe. Uh, you can stream us. You can also download those episodes. And we'd love a review if you've got time. Uh, speaking of reviews, we get some really great new content on getconnectedmedia.com. Our website has our, launched. Our website has launched, and we've got a, a brand new look and feel um, that I think everyone's really going to enjoy. We've got a ton of great content there for people to check out, so go check it out. This is Mike and Graham logging off for Get Connected. We will see you again next time.
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.